Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shiurim on, of Dafyomi. Um, my name is Yitzhak Shalom. We are studying Masechat Nazir. We are currently on Mishnah Dalid of Perak Dalid on Dafchaf Dalid Amud Aleph. Dalid's all around. And uh, this Mishnah is one that we saw referenced earlier on. Ha'ishashin Adram Nazir v'ifrisha et behemta. If a woman took the vow of Nazirut and separated her animal, and then her husband retracted or rejected the uh, the vow. If the animal belonged to him, then as we will see in the Gemara, this follows the opinion that he does have has no responsibility to supply her with korbanot, and therefore she really had no access to this animal, and therefore it goes out back to the flock, it's chulin, the afrasha meant nothing. But if it was her own animal, we'll see how such a thing could be. So the animal that she set aside, the lamb for the chatat, that has to go and die as a chatat meta. The korban, the ola, is brought as a voluntary ola. And the ram that's brought as a shlamim is brought as a shlamim. However, shlamim, which are normally eaten for two days here, Right, so it's eaten only for that day, but unlike the korban nazir, there is no, there are no forty loaves that are brought with it, no loaves at all. It's a regular shlamim. Now, hayula ma'otstumin. Let's say that instead of setting aside an animal, she had money, and the money was not designated as far its as each piece's particular purpose, but there was a pile of money that was going to go for the korbanot. Yiplu the nedava. Then they go to the nedava. Ma'ot mefurashin, but if it was already set aside and designated, and in the next podcast we will see, we'll see how designated needs to be to be designated. But for right now, we'll provisionally say that she set aside a pile of money and said, "This is for my chatat, and this is for my ola, and this is my shlamim." The money that's going to be used for a chatat can't be used for anything; it has to be discarded and thrown in the Dead Sea. Um, which uh, sounds to many people like some sort of um, figurative sense of getting rid of it, but uh, of late they have found lots of coins, uh, rusted coins near the Dead Sea that evidently were uh, either Dmei Chatat or from another uh, context, uh, perhaps uh, Dmei Avodazara, etc. Uh, now, that money you are not allowed to get Hanar from, but if you do, there is no meila deme ola. The money for the money that's set aside for the ola, yavi ola mualin bahem. That's money that you set aside and use to bring a voluntary ola. And if the money is used by someone for their own purposes, then meila attaches. Deme shlamim. What do we do with the shlamim? Yavi shlamim v'nachalin liyom achad ve'ain tunin lachem. Again, just like the animal that was the shlamim, we say that the money set aside. You use it to buy a shlamim. It's only in for one day, and um, and uh, there is no bread that comes with it, so it does not have a din of shalmei nazir. Now, man tanid the balo mishtabed la. Who is the author of a mishnah who maintains that the husband does not owe her the korbanot, and therefore does not have to provide korbanot for her, and therefore if she set aside a korban that was from his animals, it goes back to the flock. Rav Chista says it has to be the Rabbanan of Rabbi Yehuda. We encountered Rabbi Yehuda in Masachet Nedarim. If you thought it was Rabbi Yehuda, why would it be any different than if it was her animal and go back to the flock? He owes her. He is, in, he is obligated to provide korbanot that she needs. 
Adam evi korban rashir al ishto. A man has to bring a higher price korban. Remember, there are several korbanot that depend on your financial status. The korban olav the korban of Metzora, a, um, the korban of Yoledet. And he has to bring, based on her value, on her financial status, where she came, her family she came from, he has to provide all the korbanot that she's chayavit. Shekach katavla, because that's what the, the ketubah says. Kol achrayuti lay, um, the eat lay lach alai min kadmatana. Because he said any achrayut for anything that you have from, uh, from even beforehand, I am accepting. So that means if she's chayavin a korban, he has to take care of it. Uh, that's Rabbi Yehuda's position. Rabbanon say that he's not responsible. So Rabbi Chistas therefore says, our Mishnah has to be Rabbanon, because Rabbi Yehuda would say, he does have to provide the Korban, and if she took his animal and set it aside, that Frasha is valid. Rav Amar, Filotem Rabbi Yehuda, you could even say that our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda, he's only obligated, even Rabbi Yehuda would say, he's only obligated for something that she actually needs. Here she volunteered to be in the Zirah, he never told her to do that, and she was never obligated. Low. So in this first version uh, of the Machloket, Rav Chista says our, our Mishnah has to be Rabbanan, and Rav says it could even be Rabbi Huda because Rabbi Huda would say the man is not chayav to take care of korbanot that she wasn't obligated to bring, rather uh, just those korbanot that uh, um, that she's not he's not chayav to take care of korbanot except for those that she's obligated to bring. Now, Ikadamrin, there's a second version. Mantana, we flip it. Amrav Chista, Rabbi Yehuda, he says it's Tafka, Rabbi Yehuda. Vechim, Lam, when is he obligated? Milta de only things that she is obligated to bring. Milta de Tzrichala, something that she doesn't have to bring, lo. Right? The Rabbanon, lo mishabed laklal. In other words, what he's saying is, our Mishnah couldn't be Rabbanon, because the Rabbanon would never get get to this discussion. There'd be no issue of him providing the korban for her. Of course, it's a little strange because what, what Rav Chista seems to mean in this version is that the Mishnah is even Rabbi Yehuda. Now, So then in what case would we say that he really is Meshubad to her and he does have to provide the korban? Meaning, and how we could possibly say that the Rabbanan could be the authors of this. If he was makna it to her, and it's he, he kind of confirmed the nizirut in that way. Then the animal becomes hers. Again, Rava disagrees with Rav Chista, but in this case he says it could even be Rabbanan. Again, even if the husband goes out of his way to make a kinyan and say, I'll take care of your korbanot, that's only the things that she's obligated to bring, like a kanyoletet. So it's kind of a flip on the other, earlier version. Now, the Mishnah said, If the animal belonged to her, though, etc. How does she have an animal? Uh, whatever she acquires goes immediately to her husband, which means that the uh, when she got the animals, when she went and bought the animals and set them aside for something, the minute she bought it, it became his. So our frusher shouldn't be meaningful. The amount of dough that she got every week, she set a little side, a little piece aside, reached up and saved up so her own, own money. Or the simpler way is that somebody else gave her money. Uh, this is a sugin kedushin and afchat bedim discuss the possibilities of an evid knani getting money to free himself when another person gave, gives it to him and says almanat that your your master doesn't have any uh, reshut over it. Same thing here with the husband. 
Okay, the Mishnah then said that if the animals were set aside, that ha'olat tikrav olav, ha'shlamim tikrav, etc. Now, Amalei Shmuel avua bar'ihi. Shmuel was concerned about this epigram that he had heard about the ayel, about the shlamim, uh, that the possibility of a shalmei nazir coming as a regular shlamim without bread. Don't sit down. Until you explain this fray, this saying, the following are the four rams that don't have bread, meaning Ayel has brought as a Shalmi Nazir. Shalo, Vishalah, his and hers, Shalamita, after death, Vishalachar Kaparat, and after Kapara, uh, after being forgiven. Now, um, what Shmuel was really asking is, what's the makor? What's the source? These are pointing to Brightot or Mishnayot. Now, Shalah, it's easy. Number two, which is Shalah, Amran. That's this Mishnah that says that if the animal was hers, and then the uh, the chatat, the said the Allah, and the shlamim is brought without bread. Shelo, how could the how could it be the husbands that none haishma derit bnob nazir This is a later Mishnah. It says that the man has the ability to create a vow for his son, his junior son, as a nazir. A woman doesn't have that ability. But let's say that the kid, in protest, took a haircut, or relatives who protested on his behalf cut his hair. Or he just protested, or they protested. That That is a way of reversing this Nizirut that he put on his kid. So it's like our case, a rejected Nizirut. Now, let's say he had set aside money. The father had set aside money to take care of the korbanot of his kid when he was done, and now the Nizirut is fouled, or foiled, really. If the money was not designated, it all goes to Nidavai, just like our Mishnah. Ma'od Mufurashin, this is the exact same as our Mishnah. Dmei chatat yechud yamamelach, dmei olai avi olai v'on linba, v'shlamim avi v'shlamim v'nachalim v'achad v'einan tunim lachem. So that's the Shalom. It's exact parallel case to our Shalom. But instead of being a wife whose neder is rejected by her husband, it's a man whose neder of his son is rejected by that son or, um, or uh, friends of the son. Now, what about the third category, after death? The Tanya. A guy's a Nazir, and he sets aside money for it. You're not allowed to get Hana, but it's not, but, but Me'ilud does not attach. Because theoretically, the money could be used for Shlamim, and Shlamim doesn't have Me'ilah attached. If he died before finishing his Nazirut, and he had money that was not designated, he pulled in Dava, the same thing. Ma'ot mefurashin, t'mei chatat yolich ha-melech, l'anin v'la mo'alin, t'mei olay v'yolah, mo'alin b'ayan, t'mei shlamim v'yur shlamim v'achalim v'achad, v'einan t'unim lachem. Good. So, again, the same exact scenario. Basically, we've now had three cases, but one is a Mishnah, and two of them are Breitot, which present... Um, uh, situations where a nizirut, for one reason or another, gets interrupted before the kormanot are brought, and instead of the being animals, there was money set aside, and the money is, if it was designated, the money that was set aside for the shlamim, the shlamim themselves are brought, and as you purchase a ram, bring a shlamim, but no bread. Shlachar kapara, what if the shlachar kapara, meaning it was a situation, for instance, where they uh, he set aside money and then he lost the money. So he found other money and bought animals and it was and it was completed with nizirut and then found the money. So sfarahu. The answer is that we don't have a brighter for that, but it's reasonable. 
Shalachar mitamaitam. After all, what's the reason that if the Nazir died, the money goes distributed that way? To lochazil kapara, because it can't be used for kapara, therefore there's no lechem. Because lechem is unique to the shlamim of a Nazir, among private korbanot. Shalachar kapara nami halochazil kapara. Uh, unique, um, of course, let's not forget the Korban Toda, but, uh, but, uh, relatively unique. So it's same thing. If a guy has already uh, completed his Nazirut and has been uh, achieved the atonement or the expiation, whatever needs to happen, then there's no need for Kapara, and therefore in the same vein, um, there's no Lechem. Ah, is that true? Are those the only four cases where you would have Shlamim brought for the money set aside for Nazirut? And they would not bring lechem. Let's say that you brought shalmei nazir and they were shechted incorrectly. Shechted shalolishman. Right, what's the halacha of a korban that's nishchat or nizrak shalolishman? Not for the proper korban. It it goes except for a chata. It goes on the mizbeach and it's completed. But the baalim don't fulfill the requirement. So the answer shem v'lolim the baalim mishum chovat. So what's the din? They don't have lechem, and by the way, the special gift that goes to Zerah B'Shelah also does not, is not part of this system. So in other words, you have a fifth example of where you'll have Shalmei Nazir that aren't treated like Shalmei Nazir. A, uh, a ram without bread, if you will. The answer is, Kemitzvatan Kachashiv. The epigram of Shalosh, Shalash, Lachar, Mitash, Lachar, Kapara only took into account those things that were done properly, but just given the circumstance. But things that were done improperly, they did not count. Okay. The Mishnah said, now dealing with the money itself, that if the money was undesignated, then it all goes l'nadava. Now remember, in the next clause it says that if it was designated, the money that was set aside for a chat, that has to get thrown out because it cannot be used for anything. So if the whole, let's say that $100 for each thing. So let's say instead of 100 100 100 where the first 100 for a chat that gets thrown away and the other two get brought to the mikdash for, with, you buy animals and, and bring korbanot, here you got 300 that mixed in as 100 worth of chatat. You have the chatat money mixed in. So Amrav Yochanan halacha he benazir. Yochanan says it's a special halacha in the context of nazir halacha l'moshem Sinai, that as long as the money is not yet designated, even though theoretically there is the representative money of the chatat in there, it goes l'nedavat. Rishlokish Amar l'chol nidrehem l'chol nidvotam. He quotes the pasuk in uh, about the kohanim, uh, kohanim tmimim, that they bring a korbanot l'chol nidrehem l'chol nidvotam. It compares nidara. Neder and Nedava. HaToramra, what's the reason for comparing them? Motar Neder, Yehela Nedava. Anything left over from a Neder that was brought or doesn't need to be brought, anything left over goes Nedava. And therefore, this whole pile is stuff that's associated with the Neder of Nezirut. So therefore, it all goes Nedava. Which means that Rabbi Yochanan learns it as a tradition, or Shlokos learns it as a Pasuk. Yochanan's got a far easier position because once you'd say it's halacha, then any weird nuances you'll say that's the way the halacha was transmitted. But if you're inter- interpreting a pasuk, then there needs to be a lot more uh, consistency in the presentation. 
And that's what the Gemara says. Bishlam Rabbi Yochanan Dama Halacha Hi Benazir. Corner Rabbi Yochanan said that's the Halacha Benazir. I'm Tulahachi Stumin. For us, you know, that's why if it's Stumin, meaning undesignated, that's the Halacha. And if on the other hand you designated this for Chata, this for that, then it doesn't work that way and the Chatat money has to be tossed out at Yama Melach. What's his limud? His limud is any left thing left over from a nether goes linadava. Afilim farashin. So the halacha should be even if the money was explicitly designated. So I'm a rabbin farashin lomatzitamart. Rabbi says no. You you couldn't consider the possibility that money that was that was expressly designated for chatat could be brought to the Beit Hamikdash. That nobody could consider. Why? Kfar Paskatana de Bishmoel. The student in the in Be'er Bishmoel already gave the teaching. The Pasuk in the beginning of Re'e Rak Kodashecha Sheyulacha Unedarecha Tisa Uvata Alamakom. Those Kodshin that you have and your Nidarim you have to bring to the place. What's that? The text here doesn't need to tell us that you have to bring your korban out to the mikdash. That's an earlier pasuk. So what is adding here? So what's being added is vlade kodshim. If you're makdish an animal and it turns out it was pregnant and gave birth, or tmura, you had an animal and you said I'm transferring the kedusha to another one, the tmura also has to be brought. Mata kanatan. What's the what's the uh, proper course of action to take when you've made a tmura or the animal's given birth, the korban's given birth? Tisavat al makom Bring it up to the beit hamikdash. Yachol yalim beit hamichiravim nami amayim mazam nishvil shemuto. I might think to bring them means you bring them to the beit hamikdash and then you stri- you starve them so that they die. And then in the next pasuk it says, "Do you bring your olot, the the meat and the blood, the entire process." Just as you behave with a korban ola, that's how you have to behave with a tmurat ola. Just as you behave with sh- with regular shlamim, that's how you have to deal with the offspring of shlamim. In other words, mix and match. But tomorrow Shlom will be the same thing, and Vlade Ola will be the same thing. But that the notion here is that the Pasuk says you bring the Korban properly, as if to say that what you do with the regular Korban is what you do with the Tmur. You don't bring it to Shalim and then have it die. Bring it to Shalim and then bring it as, up as a Korban. Right, which means therefore. Okay, so now we continue. I might think that this applies also to the offspring or the tmur of a chatat and an asham. That's why the pasuk, the first pasuk we saw, was rak kodashacha. Rak is a mute. It says only, meaning some of these and not others. That's Rabbi Shmuel. You don't need rak to tell you that. Pasuk number four on the page. Torah says it's an asham. Meaning, I tell you, hey, only an asham is an asham, not a tmurat asham. Nothing else can be brought as an asham. And therefore, if you have a chatat that is no longer necessary, or the vlad of a chatat, or etc., then it has to die. And if you have an asham that is no longer necessary, an asham that the volume already found kapar, or somebody set aside uh, an asham for a particular thing, it turned out that they weren't chayab, whatever it was, then it has to be grazing, and wait until the moon falls, and then you redeem it, etc. Right? So Ktani, all right. So that, so that's how Rava says that even Rishlakish could not entertain the possibility that once the money is set aside for the chatat, that that money could come up to Yerushalayim. That we already see explicitly that once a chatat outlives its usefulness, alone no longer has purpose, it cannot be brought to Yerushalayim. Um, okay. So therefore, even Rishlakish with a holding dream, a holding will agree that it's only with stumin. Now. 
Tani, in that bright we learn, I might think that you should bring the Vlad Oler, Vlad Shlomim to Shalayim, and then have them die there. In other words, you'll fulfill the mitzvah of Tisa Uvata, bring it up to Shalayim, and then have it die there. Therefore, the Torah says, bring an Ola. Amai, what do you need that for? Havlad Chatatu, Digmirin Bamita. We, Vlad Chatat is the source of the limud that we have, as we, of the tradition of the five chatot metot, that uh, it's a chatat that goes to die. So, Elav Krav, weren't for the pasuk, Avimena Vlad Chatat, Pachomakom. If weren't for the pasuk, I would think that a Vlad Chatat, wherever it is, you kill it there. Vladei Kodshim, Veta But the Vlad of the Kodshim, you have to bring up to Yerushalayim, Tisauvata, and kill it there. Kamash Malandalo, therefore Vasita Olotacha is there to tell you, no, you have to bring those korbanot of Yishalayim and to be makriv them there. Now, Ketani Yacholah, Vlad Chatatu Atasham Kein, Tamadoma Rak. So again, Lamalikra, what do I need a pasuk for that? Hilchata Gmirila, we have the famous tradition of Vlad Chatat Lemitazil, of the five Chataot Metot, which is Vlad Chatat, Tumat Chatat, Tumat Chatat Shemet Bala, etc. So what do I need the pasuk for? The answer is Hachinami, you're right. The, the, the pasuk rock is there to tell you that an Hashem, can, that a Tumat Hashem or Vlad Hashem cannot be brought. That's also a halacha, meaning a tradition. The halacha is that anybody who in a particular circumstance, if it was a chatat they were bringing, would die, the parallel circumstance with an Hashem goes to grazing until the moon falls and then you redeem it. Ella imihilchatas. The answer is as follows: If all I had was the halacha l'moshe b'sinai, haveamena hilchata. I would have thought the the hilchat the halacha is that you can't bring it. Viakrive lo lechayiv aleve lo klum. But if I did bring it, I didn't do anything wrong. Kamash lankra. Therefore, the Torah tells me ra kodashecha tisa timakriv lekoim alebase because that if you do go ahead and bring this tumrat asham or tumrat chatat as a korban, you have violated the asay of rak. We will continue in the next podcast analyzing um, this brighter that we just dealt with and uh, over the course of the next two podcasts bring ourselves to the next Mishnah and Dav Chavchet Amur Aleph. Everyone should have a wonderful day.